0: Welcome to the City of Life podcast. My name is Tati and I'm here with Pastor Roby today and we want to jump right into what we're talking about. So we are discussing different faiths and what does that mean? How do we all have different friends in our lives that, you know, believe different things and have different foundations. So we want to talk about how to handle those people, how to talk to them, how to be their friend and all that stuff. So Roby, why don't you start us off? Let me know.
1: Yeah. So, uh, it's an important subject because we all do have friends, family members of that have different belief systems, and that's that's wonderful. That's great that we can be have them in our lives and we can express love to them. If as a believer, our faith is one of the most important things to us, and so a lot of times it's tricky to know how do I engage that conversation with them, yeah. and so. Really, this series is more about once those conversations are happening. Mm-hmm. It's not as much like, how do I start those conversations? Although there is a lot of really interesting things the Bible says about that as well. But this is really this series is really about how do we walk through those conversations and what do we need to know about some of those different faiths? Um, what do we need to know about them as we're engaging those conversations? And so some of the things we'll talk about through this series are Maybe you have a, a friend that's a Mormon, or maybe you have a friend that's a Jehovah's Witness, or maybe you have a friend that comes from uh, an Islamic background or um, or an atheistic background. Maybe they would say, I'm an atheist or I'm an agnostic. We're going to talk about some of those different faith systems and, and how to in, engage those those conversations and, and what would you need to know. But really for this introduction um, episode, we're going to be looking at really what's the demeanor and approach that is true of anyone in any faith, of any faith background, because the Bible is definitely clear about that. Yeah. So that's really where we're going to start in, in this introduction episode.
0: That's so exciting. So what's the first thing that we should know about approaching or having these kind of friends?
1: Yeah, I think the the, the first thing is what the Bible says in Ephesians 4. And that is, it's really a, a powerful text and it, it kind of frames up the two things that we would want to know in engaging someone. Actually, why don't, why don't you go ahead and read that, Tati? Sure, it's okay. Ephesians 4, 14 through 15. Why don't you go ahead and read it?
0: So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ.
1: Yeah, so what that talks about is we. there's a lot of different doctrines that are around. There's doctrines that are um, in the world. There's different uh, traditions and faiths. And what we're wanting to do is to not be tossed around by those doctrines. And so rather, we're to speak the truth in love. So in context, this passage is talking about how do we t- have doctrinal conversations? How do we have conversations where... We're not being just following those, those different thought patterns. And so it gives us instructions on how to, how to be in those conversations. And it uses the two phrases, of truth and in love we speak the truth but we do so in love and so i really love those those two things together Uh, sometimes we uh speak the truth and it's not very loving
0: right right yeah that's
1: not biblical sometimes we uh, feel like the most loving thing to do is to withhold the truth because we're afraid that the truth might make someone mad or make them angry or hurt their feelings, but that's also not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to bring these two things together. We're supposed to speak the truth and do it in love. And so um, I, I think we maybe the best place to start is to start by talking about what does it mean by speaking in love to someone. Yeah. I, think, I think that's important. Um, and, and really three things, I think. Um, uh, there's many things, but maybe three things for these types of conversations. If you're talking to someone who comes from a different faith, Man, I think first and foremost, I think sometimes we think that um, it's all about what we're saying.
0: Yeah, we're not like listening to what they have to say about what their belief system looks like.
1: Absolutely. It should be a conversation. I mean, I don't if I'm the only one doing the talking, that's called a sermon. (laughs) And so like, I I don't want to be in that kind of conversation. I don't want to sit across the table with someone who's just lecturing me on what they believe. Right. Um, I want to be in a conversation. It's loving, it's relational to, to sit down with someone and to know, uh, to learn what they believe and get an opportunity to just hear what they think. And so the first thing I would say is if you have someone that has a different belief system or a different faith, the first thing I would advise you to do is it's important to listen in that conversation and by listening, ask good questions. Um, say hey oh that's interesting tell me more about that and and have a curiosity about them and what that will almost always do is then that will give them the safety to then ask you more about what you believe and so uh, when you think about talking to someone a key part of the approach a key loving thing to do when you're in a conversation with someone who has a different faith or different belief system is to listen and to ask really good questions. I think that's really loving.
0: Yeah, because you don't want to come across like super strong-headed with your belief yeah. system. Then they're not going to want to talk. They're going to get defensive about how they feel about their faith.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's I, not
0: going to open up any doors for any kind of conversation to happen.
1: I think you're you're right on with that. And I think uh, that another part of that would be um, another way of being loving is is showing respect to someone. Yeah. And so to your point, Tati, I think. If any time a conversation is getting combative, that's pretty much a, a, it's a loss. I think at that point, like we, we've, we've already kind of, the conversation is no longer probably going to be productive. Yeah,
0: It's not going to go anywhere.
1: Right. And because then emotions are involved, pride is involved and very, very few people in very few settings are like emotional and they're passionate. No, you're wrong. It's this. And I can't believe you believe that very few people are going to be like, What Well, I hadn't considered that. Actually, you're right. I renounce everything I just said. I turn a corner and now I adopt what you said. That's like almost an impossible human thing to happen. And so what we want to do is we want to create, and not in a false manipulative sense, but we want to create a safe place for those discussions. And so we do that by listening. And we do that by being respectful. We're always... Um, we want to show love to them. They they've got a belief system that's very important to them. There may be a lot of good reasons. Maybe their their parents, their grandparents. It's a long-held tradition. Um, think of the stakes for them of being confronted with the fact that maybe what they believe might not be the truth. There's that might be very high stakes. It's almost certainly very high stakes for that person. And so we'd always want to go into that conversation showing love. We can do that by, um, by listening to them. We can do that by respecting them. It should never get attacking or combative or judgmental. Always with listening and respect. Those are two, I think, two very key things when it comes to showing love to someone.
0: I love that. That's really good. So then after we've, you know, we've gotten that step, you know, we're in a loving state of mind, we're in a respectful state of mind. How yeah. do we go forward with, you know, then with what the scripture says of going with it to, into the head of Christ. How do we now follow with the truth of what's going yeah. on? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think um, by showing that kind of respect, that that listening, then then we we are showing them love, and then now we're we're speaking the truth. I think we always do that with. Um, I think a good transition into the truth. You've listened a lot of times. I think affirmation is a good transition into the truth, where you can say to someone, "Wow, that's a really good point. I, I've um, I learned something new today. I never knew that about." You know whatever it is that they're sharing and then i think that then after you've affirmed that um you're not knocking down what they believe you can at least say that it's interesting or that they, they that they've taught you something or you can um, say oh, i can understand why that would be something that you would you would believe there's there's always room for affirming and then we go into the truth and i think what's key about the truth is to understand that there is one primary truth that we're we're going after and I think a lot of times for uh, believers, we can get side, sidetracked. We can be going down these rabbit trails and going down these other things when really we have one main mission that we're trying to get one main truth. There's only one truth that can save, and it's the gospel. And so I would just encourage um, to think about uh, if you're in those conversations to think about not just truth in general, but the truth in particular with the gospel. And so I think Paul models this in Corinthians. Tati, why don't you read uh, that first one, 1 Corinthians 2, two.
0: For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified.
1: So I love that he says that. He, he says that when he was there in Corinth, he knew nothing among them. There's so many other things they could have talked about, but specifically he is wanting to just point them to Jesus and his crucifixion. And he, he reiterates this later. Why don't you also read this one? This is in 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 4. He reiterates the same idea of how central the gospel in particular was when he was ministering there in Corinth. Go ahead and read that next verse too.
0: For I deliver to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with, scri- with the scripture, that he was buried that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures and that he appeared to Cephas, Cephas, yep. Cephas, then to the 12.
1: Yeah, so he says there later, again, reiterates in the same letter to the Corinthians, he says, I when I came among you, I... I knew nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And then He said that was of first importance. That it's the gospel. So here's Paul entering into Corinth, and he's entering into a very religious space. They had their own um, beliefs. They had their own idols and temples. There, there it was a very metropolitan, large, important uh, city. Had many different faiths there. But when he went in, he didn't follow these other rabbit trails and talk about this and what he thinks about that. He focused on just the gospel. And so. So um, what I would say in a couple things, just in general, regardless of the different faiths that you're talking about, bring it back to the gospel. Um, A lot of times maybe current events will come up or political events will come up or maybe secondary issues of the Christian faith or, and there may be like, maybe there's hurt that needs to be listened to, but if it's just a doctrinal discussion about beliefs, bring it back to the gospel. and and i would just also say in those relationships whether it's a friendship or a family relationship or a coworker or a neighbor honestly i i'm because in my mind i would love to share them the gospel because it has so transformed my life and i i love them and i want to see i'm not trying to just convert them to just check a box somewhere i love this person and i want them to find the freedom i've experienced in christ i don't want to force it on them but i so badly want them to experience that because of that in those relationships, I'm very conscious of the various things I'm evangelizing. Mm. And so I, I don't wanna be trying to convert them to all these things, including the gospel. I right. don't wanna convert them to my economic beliefs or my political beliefs or my sports beliefs or whatever it is. Like right. I, I, I don't mind maybe having some, some conversations, but really I wanna save those in-depth conversations for the gospel and i certainly don't want people to think that uh, they have to adopt all of my beliefs right. to adopt the gospel because that that's the only thing that that can save so the demeanor should always be love and we should be focused on not just the truth in the broadest sense but the truth about the gospel right
0: wow Roby, that's really good so you know it can feel really intimidating when you're talking to your friends your family about the gospel, having to represent that, and you know, you don't wanna mess it up, you don't wanna butcher it. So are there yeah. any like tips or advice that you would give to the listeners of how to approach talking about the gospel with these people?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think that's a great question. And I think in the end, I want the gospel, the message of the gospel to come across as irresistible. Mm. Not because I'm trying to make it irresistible, but it is irresistible right. and I wanna faithfully represent that. And so there's a couple different ways I, I would say that. The first is, and I think this is the maybe the most important, is uh, at least the most important place to start, is know your own story mm-hmm. and share your own story. No one can debate your personal experience. Right. They don't have to agree with it, but they can't debate your own personal experience. And you know what the, the um, In Acts, believers are referred to and then throughout as witnesses. They're giving a witness to the story of Jesus in their own life. And so I would say to any believer, in the end, maybe that person can talk circles around you. Maybe they know more about the Bible. They're of a different faith and know more about the Bible than you do. Or maybe they have a tough question that you can't answer. Um, and you shouldn't feel defensive about that. Right. But what you can share is just, well, here's what here's what I do know. Yeah. You know? In fact, there was a there was a uh, a man that Jesus healed that eventually said that is so beautiful. He's healed, and they keep. Uh, they, they, to kind of stirs up all of Jerusalem and the Pharisees are all all like you know freaked out about it and they keep asking him questions who was it that healed you? You were blind and bring his parents in and his parents was he blind from birth and what happened and and they're just trying to figure it out and, and he's overwhelmed he's got these people that know way more about the Bible than he does and in the end kind of an exasperation he says all I know is I was blind and now I can see yeah. and that really in the end is just share your story not in an aggressive way not in a self-righteous way but jesus saved you and and focus in your story more about what's the good jesus has done in your life since you followed him and there may be some drama before that like hey i you know i was i was really down and i was you know wrapped up in this this and this but then i met jesus well learn to tell your own incredible story. God's writing a masterpiece with your story. And so learn to tell your own incredible story about what has Jesus done since then? What's the hope that he's given you? What's the peace that he's given you? Not that you never struggle and not that you never sin, but how has his grace and his forgiveness, how has that been a blessing to you? So share your own story in a way that the gospel becomes irresistible so that they hear and say, look, I don't don't understand what they're saying. I don't even believe what they're saying, but whatever they've experienced, I want that for Mm, myself. Yeah. And so then the last thing is push into that, but I would also say um, when it comes to the gospel, there is something that really is irresistible in the story biblically, and I just push into that. Learn how to, t- to share that. Learn how to-, to enjoy that yourself. I mean, the God of the universe saving us little Humans, because of his love, by self-sacrifice. I mean, self-sacrifice is at the center of the universe of how God is redeeming humanity. I mean, that is a a beautiful, irresistible, irresistible um, part of the gospel. So, share the truth with love. Listen, honor, respect. Ask good questions. Affirm, encourage, and then share the truth. And by the truth, stay uh, stay on target. Stay stay with with the gospel itself and learn to share it in a way that uh, really is uh, irresistible where sh- sharing your own personal story or just sharing the message of the gospel as it's told in the bible yeah
0: i love that i love that you should be you should really be encouraged to share your own story get comfortable maybe practice with some fellow believers sharing it so sure if you're preparing to have that conversation you know have those practice rounds in but also remembering like you don't have to answer all the questions you and it's okay to say, hey, I don't know the answer to that question or I don't yeah. know how to combat that in a doctrine way. So I think that's really, really wise.
1: So then ultimately the goal, I think, of what we're trying to do is it's not to try and convert someone. Yeah. And I think the I think that's the Holy Spirit's job. Mm. And so last thing well, maybe we, we can end on this, Tati, is I think that I want to just see my job is to sow seeds. If the conversation's over, it's over. Like I don't want to push the conversation farther than the Holy Spirit wants to, right. to 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 take the conversation. And so I, the way I look at it in these conversations, is the Holy Spirit has a story. God loves this person way more than I do, and He has a journey that this person is on, and He's bringing me into this person's life just for this moment to sow just to sow some seeds and to just, I don't wanna argue, I'm, you're never gonna argue someone into the faith. Right. That's not gonna happen. It is a miracle when someone's heart is, is transformed. And so I just wanna really enter into that moment and just do whatever it is that God has for me to do on their journey. So I'm not gonna get discouraged if that conversation, if that person doesn't fall to their knees and give their faith to Jesus. No, I am I trust the Lord will do that in his time. Right. I'm just there to do my part In that moment, and to just sow those seeds in that moment, and so um, I I think that's the best way to be to be faithful. And I really think that that's the goal.
0: Yeah, I definitely think you should be encouraged if you even get to a point to have those conversations, because then you get to discuss different faiths and why those are important to different people. And I think that can be a really beautiful thing. And You know, sometimes we don't see the fruit that we bear, but we can definitely know that God is working in everyone's life. So that's really awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on the City Rev Life podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media.